Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the music podcast where two friends get together and talk about the subject I previously mentioned, music, normally and under a formula where one of us gives the other a record that the other hasn't heard. And we sit and we talk and we go through it and we break it down and we enjoy our friendship. Aww. I am Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. I don't feel great about the intro, but I'm not. Stopping. Oh, no, it works. It's good. <laughs> stick, stick it to it and you know, roll it through. <laughs> downshift a little bit and just power through. Yeah. Today we are here to talk about Throwdown's album, Haymaker. Scott, before I get into all this. Yeah, I know you listened to at least two other Throwdown albums, I think. And it was actually three. I went through and I, I looked at what I I listened to Deathless as well. So you listened to Vendetta, which was the follow up to this. Yep. You listened to Venom and Tears and then yep. you listened to Deathless. Yep. All right. That'll help. I, I could knock a chunk of the notes off then because I could we could just talk about it real, here real briefly. Sure. Well, I mean, it will come up when we talk about the album, but. Initially, Throwdown was called like a hardcore punk band or a hardcore band or right. a beatdown band or a moshcore band or many other subgenres that were yeah, being yeah. thrown around at the time. Right. But they definitely changed into a more metal centric sound like Pantera and yeah. things like that. Like they definitely hit, put more groove in it. For sure. And yeah. were, was more metal based. I think of Venom and Tears. Venom, yeah, Venom and Tears was the big switch over. Yeah, and then Deathless was like what you would call in the veins of popular heavy metal. Yes, and Venom and Tears is where I disconnected with the band. (laughs) Yeah, Deathless, like I said, was the last one I listened to. Obviously love this record we're talking about today. I really liked Vendetta. They're almost a one-two punch, although you can can hear the direction Vendetta's heading a little bit. Yeah, you can definitely get where they're heading, leaning more towards a heavy metal side than the hardcore side that is haymaker so let's get into some notes i have on the band and the album in particular here we go let's do it throwdown is an american heavy metal band from orange county california really i didn't see that coming at all honestly i think it'll make more sense once we get into this throwdown was formed in 1997 by vocalist keith barney 
then an active member of both Adamantium and 18 Visions. Oh, I know 18 Visions not well. I don't think I've listened to a full project, but I think I've heard a couple songs. Well, then you'll need to know. I'm not going to run through every member of this band because sure. <laughs> it's it's up and down, in and out. Like there, and as Tons of now, over. And as of now, there's not one original member left. It's a completely different of band. the entire band. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, okay. completely different band. And at a certain point, uh, Keith Barney didn't want to do vocals anymore. He wanted to change two guitars, so okay, a, a guitarist took over on vocals. It's it's a wild thing. But wow. the formation, the original lineup: vocalist Keith Barney. Uh, guitarist Tommy Love and Javier Von Huss, bassist Don Mikulsko, and drummer Mark Jackson. None of whom are in the band anymore. Nope. Nope. Not one. Not one of them. Nope. So why the hell are they still called Throwdown? Well, that drives I mean, me nuts, dude. I, I yeah, hate it, that. It become, well, where do you cut the line then? Because if somebody joined in the second record... Yeah, they're still Throwdown, and then people, and then like they're the oldest remaining member. They're still in Throwdown technically, but I don't know. It's yeah, weird. not really. If it like, gets to the point where you're, where people who were never in Throwdown are appointing people to Throwdown, I think that's when it's a wild situation. Like if somebody who was brought in by somebody who was never a member of Throwdown, do you, do you see where I'm going here? The yeah, transitive no, property. It. Yeah, no, I totally understand. I just think that if there's no more original members. No more original members. That's not <laughs> yeah. the same band. Yeah. And I would say it wasn't the same band at Venom of Tears because I was yeah, not. Exactly. <laughs> but the reason that the group took on the name Throwdown was because it was, quote, a wry irony on their collective stature. Because at the time when they were formed, no band member was above 5'8". Is that right? <laughs> they were all 5'8 <laughs> or shorter. And so oh, they, I love it. They were like, we are Throwdown. Here we go. Yeah. I love it. I could be a member of that band. I only grabbed one other member to talk about that joined, and it, uh, not even on Haymaker. And oh, okay. we will talk about this person later at some point sure. down the road. But I oh, just had a few, okay. I had to throw him in here. Like a different record you're going to give me eventually? Yes. All right. After releasing their debut seven-inch single, Van Huss left the band and was replaced by Brandon Schiapati. And I'm probably pronouncing that last name wrong, and I, I apologize. <laughs> But Brandon Chiapati was the guitarist and songwriter for 18 Visions. Okay. But but then he later went on to form and be the lead vocalist of Bleeding Through. Oh, okay. I found an interesting tidbit about him that I didn't know is he also was in a side project in 2012 with Alex Varkasis called I Am War. And Alex Varkasis is the original vocalist from Atreyu. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I saw all this. I was like, wow, these bands are all connected. That's yeah, that's wild. wild. Yeah. So the the harsh vocalist from Atreyu, who left like a yes. couple years ago, is in a band with the guitarist from the lead vocalist from the Bleeding lead Through. vocalist from Bleeding Through, who was a guitarist for Throwdown from. Yes. And, yeah. and was the songwriter and guitarist for 18 Visions. Jesus. That's crazy. They're, and they're, <laughs> basically, I think anybody who has ever in 18 Visions has played with Throwdown, it looked like. Oh, okay. <laughs> it looked like if somebody was dropping out, he was just like, hey, let's hey, why don't you just, come over? Yeah, I need I need you over here. Yeah. And I also found out that Brandon Chiapati was the manager of like six bands I was listening to at the same time. Oh, wow. Like He was managing bands. And I have a feeling we'll get into that when I eventually do bring you a Bleeding Through record. Okay. Moving on to, as as I said, there's not much about the band, I can say, because they change so often. Yeah, right. And 
realistically, there's not much about the record because it's it's a hardcore record. It's not like there's lore behind it. It's not like right. That. Yeah, yeah. So let's just get in. I actually I will run down the personnel for this record just sure. just so we give them the respect because they're on this record. Give give a little bit of notes. This this record is after Keith Barney didn't want to be vocalist, so he's on okay. guitars. So he's guitars. Dave Peters is on vocals, who I think played guitar, but not one of the original and not on their first seven inch and not on their first album, I don't think. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Tommy Love, still on guitar. Dom McAlliso, still on bass. And then we have a different drummer. We have Jared Alexander on drummer. Okay. This album was produced by Greg Collar. I don't know who Greg Collar is. I tried to do a little poking around. Didn't really see anything. Don't know the name. Doesn't ring a bell. But Haymaker is the third full length full length release from Throwdown. Okay. Did you listen to the previous two records before this? I did, and they're not great. Okay. <laughs> they're. I mean, it, it might be blasphemy to fans. They're like super hardcore fans of the band, or yeah. even the scene at the time. But they're very lo-fi. They're very raw. Okay. It's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Haymaker is not a precision production feat at all. But no, it's got some grittiness to it. Yes, but the other ones are even, and I'd say the other ones are probably even more, more like two-step related as opposed to breakdown related. Like there's more okay. two-step fast, fast riffs. Right. I haven't listened to them in a long, in a long time though, so I may be lying about all this. <laughs> it's just what you remember. Yeah, Throwdown was the inspiration for an idea I had. Around the time I was listening to this record, and they, they're the closest I've ever heard. Okay. I wanted to make a band that did nothing but break down, that transitioned into breakdown, that transitioned into breakdown. Oh, wow. <laughs> for every track. I, I wanted no interludes. I wanted nothing but breakdowns. Just you, breakdowns. Like three, like it would be probably three or four different breakdowns per per track is what I was, wow. was what I wanted to do. Wow. And I couldn't get anybody on board. So yeah, no, <laughs> it never happened. I still believe it would be just insane. I love breakdown so much. Yeah. Do you think it would be too much of a good thing, though? I put it this way. We're not putting out 40 minute albums. <laughs> yeah. it's just EPs. It EPs be, forever. I think like a 30 minute record of that would be the longest you could even get close to. Doing. And it would be a bit much. Yeah. And then I think even then you would have to add in like some cin- cinematic tracks or like something skits yeah. or something. You got to put something in there. <laughs> right. But I was ready. I was ready to do it. I'm sure you were. So let's get into other albums released the same time Haymaker was released. Sure. Haymaker was released July 1st, 2003. Oh, okay. I was trying to pin down again. Every time I do this, I try to pin down what you were listening to. I think yeah. I, got a, I got a little chunk of them, but. I don't know completely. We will see. July 1st, same day as same day. Throwdown. We have, and I'm going to pronounce his first name wrong, and you're going to correct me. Here we go. Uh, Surfyon Stevens. Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan Stevens with <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. Came out July 1st. I listened to it. He was uh, starting a project where he did a record based on stories from each state. I know he did Illinois on a yep. different and that was episode it. Episode we it did was Illinois yeah. and uh, Michigan, and I think those were the two, and that was it. Yeah, he said, "I'm good." I think I figured this. Yeah, out. he's like, "Ooh, 50? Mm. <laughs> I don't know my... if I have enough stories about Rhode Island that I can Ooh, come up my with. Bucket head, I can't put fifty <laughs> records out. Next up, also July first. Every time I die is hot damn. I didn't get into them till much later. 
Okay. I had friends into Hot Damn. I've listened to it a couple times, at least a few tracks. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I don't think I listened to that one. This one surprised me also on July 1st, same day. And this album was also huge to me. Okay. As I Lie Dying's Frail Words Collapse. Nope. You've never heard that? Mm-mm. You've, you've never listened to As I Lie Dying? Not that I can think of. Wow. It's interesting because the dude is a fucking maniac. He went to jail for hiring a hitman to kill his wife. I know of that story. I don't think I listened to his band, though. And then he and he's also like a bodybuilder that takes a bunch of steroids and like, oh, solid, dude. I kind of stopped paying attention for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I do love that record, though. I'm going to put an asterisk beside it. And it's a possibility to come back to down the road. But again, it would be it's the same exact release date as this record. So it wouldn't be for a while if we covered it. Yeah. Yeah, we had a problem with uh, 2009. 2009 was a struggle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Here's another one. Also July 1st, Poison the Well, You Come Before You. I would have to look at the cover art for it because I got into Poison the Well pretty heavy. Yeah, that is the one I did. Yeah, that's the first one I listened to. I remember that one. I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't remember that one. I remember Jungle Rot. Is Jungle Rot one of them? That's a later one. The Tropic Rot. Tropic Rot, that's the one. From 2009. I yeah, I remember that one a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. six years after that one, but I remember that one. That's yeah. a, I think that's the one that did it for me. Last one for July 1st, same day. I don't know if we mentioned these guys, but I know you're at least Ooh. familiar. Me first in the Gimme Gimmies for Take oh, yeah. a Break. Oh, I know those dudes. I love that record. You love that one in particular? That one in particular. That was their, like, oh, wasn't that their... Great Balls of Fire's on it. Yeah. Is that the green cover? I think a lot of their covers are green. My favorite was Aura Drag when they did like show tunes. Yeah. No, Take a Break had uh, like a bunch of R&B stuff on it, didn't it? I looked at the track list earlier and I also yeah. saw somebody's review of it that just kept calling it trash and how mad they were. No, it was fantastic. They have like uh, Lionel Richie's Hello. They have End of the Road by Boys to Men. Uh, Nothing Compares to You. Isn't she lovely? I believe I can fly. I knew I believe I could fly. I was on there. Yeah, no, that was a that was a great one. I love that one. And yes, it's green, and they're break dancing on a checkerboard floor. Yeah, they are uh, good for them. Every time I think of them, I get very excited that they were able to be successful in doing covers records. Yeah, doing like I, I honestly don't understand how that's the one that succeeds like there's so many cover bands out there how does me first and give oh, yeah. really succeed well i mean it's a punk rock super group you got dudes from from no effects lag wagon no use for a name piled into one big group yeah i guess they were also successful musicians apart from you first and the gimme gimme's yeah make those yeah. records successful yeah i guess i mean right. plus you you got fat mike in the band and he runs the freaking record company so he's gonna push it <laughs> You're right there, too. You know. <laughs> Next up, we have July 7th. The album, Permission to Land. The band, The Darkness. Yeah. I That's that's funny. You you added that just because I said something this week, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I want to know yeah. if you listened to this one yet. I think that was their first one, right? I have no idea. Uh, dude, I, I listened to like four or five in that one day. You're in. I am. (laughs) It's so wild. I knew him from the I Believe in a Thing Called Love song. It's all I know. I never really liked that song. I don't hate it. 
I, I don't. Yeah, no, it was just there. Right. But I watch videos from the, the singer, Justin Hawkins, and he's really entertaining and he talks about music. And, you know, I was like, man, I wonder how his actual music is because he, he goes on and listens to, to other bands and he like learns how to play their songs just from ear and stuff. And okay, like I said, he's really entertaining. So I was like, I wonder what his music sounds like. Found out it was the darkness. And I was like, oh, that band. OK, so started listening. I was like, this is fun. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just like Queen mixed with I would kind of Steel Panther ish. Like, yeah. it's like it's a really weird mixture. But, dude, that was the best day I had this week. <laughs> That's like best. Day. I was I was in like a terrible mood the rest of the week. And then I threw on the darkness and I was like, this is a great day. Like, I just had fun with it. Well, you heard it here first. That is the Are You Listening podcast endorsement of The Darkness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you said wild. Speaking of wild, July 7th. Wild that this band came out with a record in 03. Oh, no. Air Supply. Whoa. Put out Across the Concrete Sky. Now, I didn't do any investigation to see if it was a greatest hits or anything, but right. either way. It, yeah, Air Supply. Com- 2003, 2003? <laughs> even the greatest hits. What are you trying to do? What, yeah, are, you trying right? to, what are you trying to prove in 03 air supply? Yeah. Wild July 15th. This was a monster record. We have oh, the record okay. jackpot from Chingy. I don't know it. Chingy. Uh, you know, the two hits that were monsters, you know, right there. I guarantee, you know, oh, right yeah. there. I know and then, one. you know, holiday Inn, which was the other one. Mm. But I believe Chingy was on DTP. I think he was a disturbing the peace artist. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm not positive. Although I, I saw a review of this record when I was doing oh, my no. research and somebody said that Chingy is just a hornier, worse Nelly. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest. That's pretty accurate. That's good. That's I don't, I've never listened. Uh, I, maybe I did listen to all of Jackpot, but I don't remember any of it. But Right There and Holiday Inn I, are undeniable. They're both. I remember Right There. Yeah, they're both bangers. By the way, Holiday Inn featured Ludacris and Snoop Dogg. Oh man! Moving on to the next album, we have. Th- I think I got a a nice three records here that I think you were into. Oh, nice! July twenty second, Three Days Grace, self titled Three Days Grace. No. Nope. Not nope. in it. <laughs> no. I, I, that was a possibility. I thought it was a possibility. Three Days Grace. I think I got into. One X was that their next? I think was their next record. Okay, I couldn't. And I was you. I was only hardly into it. I, well, I have one here. I know you at least listen to and enjoy a lot. Okay. July twenty second, thrice put out the artist in the ambulance. Hell yes, hell yes. It's a big one. That was a good. I, that one. is a big big one. I love that was the first one of theirs I ever heard. And that title track is phenomenal. And then I have another one from July twenty second. Which, again, I this was one I'm going to bring to you at some point, so it's going to oh, be a okay. while now because I didn't know this came out the same time as Throwdown. <laughs> same time. Yellow Cards, Ocean Avenue. I know how you feel about the violin. I know. Yeah. I know that one, though. You listened to it? Mm-hmm. I thought you didn't listen to it at all. I didn't listen to anything other than that. Oh, yeah. I would have to bring their last record. Yeah. No, Emily liked that one. I think you would fuck with their last record. I, I re-listened to Ocean Avenue probably couple months ago and oh, okay. man that album's fucking great it's Isn't? so fucking good i haven't it's listened so to good. it probably since oh three okay <laughs> yeah 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 i think you would feel it differently now i might i'm I not saying know. you would enjoy it but you did you would definitely feel it differently gotcha especially probably. the songs especially the songs about fatherhood 
Is there songs about fatherhood in it? Yes, from like some oh, some from some from both perspectives, like some from the kid perspective okay. and some aiming because I don't know if they were fathers yet. I don't think right, but their they their music does get way more mature once you they all have kids and shit. Oh yeah, but that mean, violin you, that violin like, persists. Yeah, yeah, God, <laughs> freaking violin. Next record, July twenty second. I think it was your album of the year. You know, three Scott. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it was, was it? I don't the know. Album. Artist in the ambulance came out. Yes, and this thing beat it out. You told me how much you love this thing, Evolver by Three Eleven. Oh God, no! <laughs> it was your record. Of the, it was your record no. of the year. Oh three. No. I never even listened to I it. I saw the list. I saw no. it. it was number <laughs> one. You said this is my number one record of 03. Not a chance. I haven't listened to a Three Eleven record since their first one. I listened to the track all mixed up and that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't even with that band. Also on July twenty second, I got pretty deep into this record. Haven't revisited in a while though, and okay. completely forgot about it. May may go back into it seeing oh, that it's you're up. You're gonna here. have to listen to it now. Super joint ritual with a lethal dose of American hatred. I know that one. That's a good one. I remember was, it being good. It's I don't been know if it's a long good time anymore. since I listened to it though, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like it's gonna feel a lot different in 2022. I, I feel that same way. <laughs> it's gonna feel I, weird. I remember Super Joint Ritual being like it was on the edge then. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That didn't have a Confederate flag. I don't think uh, that cover did. Okay, because that was just the plain red cover with their like logo. I think. All right, because I I think I remember one of those having that on there. Yeah, that was just like the super joint with the upside down pentagram with the weed leaves all around all the corners. It looked okay. like a fucking demo, if we're being honest. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I remember liking that record a lot, but I don't know how it would sound today. Again, probably another one I haven't listened to since 2003. Also, July 22nd, I got into this record a lot. It might be my favorite Eve 6 record. Mm. It's all in your head. I don't know that one. It's the one with like the headless devil on the front. Nope, I don't know Wait, that how one. How do I know it's I, a devil? How would I know it's a devil if it's headless? Yeah, if it's headless. Uh, the only one I know is the... Or no, I know two of them. I know the the Fly one. The Fly record. And then... Here's to the Night record. Anime Girl on the front yep, with an the orange here, cover. The Here's to the Night record. I can't remember yeah. the name of it right now. Or isn't it a horror... Horoscope. Horoscope, yeah, that's right. Yep. yep. Also, looking at this track list, this is not the one that is my favorite. Oh. <laughs> I do like this record, but I I can never figure out. Yeah, I don't know if it's a devil or not. It's a, like a headless action figure on the cover. I don't know. Okay. Next up, July 22nd. This was up in your top five of the, of the year also. I don't believe you anymore. The album Hot Sex by Vanilla Ice. Nope, that's not it. And a Vanilla really, Ice he record. named a record that? <laughs> wow. No. No three. Vanilla Ice yeah. said, no three. This is my uh, Hot Sex record. Here we go. So is this pre or post new metal record he came out with? I don't know. I could tell. Yeah, who knows? Not going to do more investigation into it. Yeah, no. Next oh, up, terrible. still July 22nd. Never talked about these guys. Feel like you may have listened. Jane's okay. Addiction with Strays. Mm. No, no, I was never a big Jane's Addiction guy. I am only a Jane's Addiction guy in so much as I'm a Dave Navarro fan, but not even as a musician, as a married to Carmen Electra in that reality show. <laughs> I loved it. I'm a Perry Farrell fan, uh, the singer, but only because he came up with Lollapalooza. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I didn't even uh, know that. I just learned that yeah. right now. Yeah, he's, uh, 
He's a pretty cool guy. I did like that. Whatever song is that? that the um, like stealing, yeah, stealing song. Yeah, yeah. Next up, got two left here. July 29th, Misfits put out Project 1950. Oof, oof, oof is right. Oof. I never listened to it, and I don't think I'd want to. No, I think it's covers. I think it's, I don't know. Oh, is it? I think that would make sense as to why it's called Project 1950. Like, it's a bunch of old rock covers but that is something i would not want to touch especially after that danzig elvis record now that i'm thinking about it this is the record that somebody was shitting on every track for i think because i think great balls of fire is on this one not the me first oh yeah no uh, great balls of fire wasn't on the me first it's definitely this then this is the record that somebody was shitting on bad probably deservedly deserve yeah (laughs) yeah Last up, don't know if you listen to these guys. Okay. I haven't I haven't listened to these guys in probably 15 years, maybe. Oh wow. And I, I in my head there's somebody that you would you would like, but I don't know if okay. you've listened to them. The band The Bled and the record Pass the Flask. Nope. Okay. I know I got into them for some reason. You know how I have all these weird connections in my head of bands yeah. that are connected for no reason. Yeah. The bled in my head is connected to Bless the Fall, but I don't know why <laughs> sure. i don't know if if they had they members that were the same D. i don't know if they sounded the same to me maybe for an album i yeah i don't know if i just downloaded them the same day that might have happened who knows alphabetically on your cd rack it went the blood then bless the fall yeah i i don't <laughs> know but right. i think i liked that record at least a little bit and i liked another record that i don't remember what it was though okay all right those are other albums released let's move on to the billboard charts let's do it Billboard 200, week of July 12th, 2003. At number five, your actual favorite record of the year. You oh, three. Your lie. favorite record of the year. Saint no. Anger, Metallica. Oh, Jesus. Number five on the charts, baby. Let's go. Ugh. Ugh. I think charted. <laughs> I, I was having a discussion with one of my Metallica friends, and we both agreed that he is the worst part of that band. Lars, the drummer, is the worst <laughs> part of that band. Like, he was never... I mean, he's the, like got them in the Napster shit too, wasn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been the whole problem of every single issue they've had, yeah. and he's the worst musician of the lot. Like, he's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Man, I yeah. they would talk be about so much better much? with a different drummer. I mean, let's just get some more Saint Angers. We need Saint Anger too. Is what we need. Absolutely not. No, no. What, what's the last record they put out? Was it good? They they just came out with a single a couple months ago or something like that. Was the single good? It was decent. Okay. Uh, there was Kirk had a had a guitar solo in there that just didn't fit. Like it did, it didn't feel right for the song, but it was a decent enough song. All right. Well, moving on to number four, and <laughs> we're swinging the entire opposite direction with this one. So something I would enjoy. We'll see, because this record's coming your way at some point. Oh, okay. You've never listened to it. Dom Breakables, Three Six Mafia. Oh, uh, yeah. No, don't. I don't know it. Number four in 03, Three Six Mafia. Logan. Let's fucking go. I didn't know Do this, it. Rob. I didn't know this record charted. I was so excited when I saw it. <laughs> but that also tells me that this came out fairly recently. So it's going to be oh, a while yeah. before we get that record now. Yay. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. At number three, Billboard 200, week of July 12, 2003, we have Dance With My Father, Luther Vandross. Oh, okay. Oh, three Luther on the charts. Yeah. At number two, we have hotel paper by Michelle branch. I know her. I don't know that record though. Number one. There we go. 
on the Billboard 200, week of July 12, 2003, Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. Nope. Never listened to a Beyonce project. I grabbed a couple more off the charts here for you just to give us an idea where we're at. We got Get Rich or Die Trying at number six, 50 Cent. Oh, just, just, just underneath the top five. This is 21 weeks on the chart. Yeah. It's still at number six. Still at number six. Yep. At number 17, we have Meteora by Lincoln Park. Love it. Got 14 weeks on the charts. 14 weeks at this. It keeps going too. It was a big one. If I remember correctly, that was their second and it was big. At number 31, Joe Budden's self-titled record, Joe Budden. (laughs) Your favorite. Three weeks on the charts. Three weeks. Three weeks. Hey, he was on it. At number 41, The Young and the Hopeless by Good Charlotte. (laughs) 39th week on the charts. Are you serious? Yeah. Holy cow. And then I grabbed a weird, there was a, like a three banger here of okay. movie soundtracks right in oh, a row. Wow. 13, 14, 15 are all from, movie soundtracks. From 2003. 2003. Do you, do you have any, do you want to guess no, any of these movies? No clue. Maybe after you give me the first one, I might have an idea, but. No, because they're kind of no. wildly, wildly different. <laughs> gotcha. So you don't have to respond after each one. I'm going to run through all three of them. Here we go. All right. Yep. At, at 13, Too Fast, Too Furious soundtrack. At 14, Charlie's Angels full throttle soundtrack. Oh, wow. And at 15, the Lizzie McGuire movie soundtrack. Whoa. Wow. 13, 14, 15, movies taken over. That's so crazy. <laughs> I don't think I watched a single one of those movies. I saw all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Billboard Hot 100, week of July 12, 2003. Number five song, 21 yeah. Questions, 50 Cent feature Nathan. Yeah. Big, Big one. one. At number four, Rock With You, Aw Baby by Ashanti. Okay. At number three, <laughs> This is the Night by Clay Aiken. Wow. Okay. Clay Aiken. It was at the year he won whatever singing contest that show was. American Idol. Was it American Idol? I don't know what I think one so. it was he was on. I Got think it. so. Wait, did he win? Or was that? I don't I don't know if he Did he win or did, which, where did Ruben Stutter do? Did he win or did he lose? Oh, I think he won. Or was Ruben Stutter first season with Kelly Clarkson? No, that was Justin co-host of that or not co-host that the co-star of that movie they did together okay you're way deeper than i am right now that was the first season so emily and i watched it but kelly won and then justin was second okay. i'm pretty sure either way clay Aiken, either way. number three billboard, <laughs> billboard 100, hot 100. Nothing, nothing to do with kelly uh she may pop up in a second hey at number two on the billboard hot 100 week of july 12 2003 we have magic stick lil kim featuring 50 cent I don't know what that is. Really? That is a sexual song. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It's called Magic Stick, and it has Lil' Kim and 50 Cent on it. I have a pretty good idea. Yeah, without a doubt, up until this point, it, it was like the WAP of yeah, I'm sure. the Billboard charts. Yeah. And at number one, you probably could have guessed this if you would have known this was off the record. Crazy in Love, Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. Okay. I know that song. And then I grabbed a couple out of here randomly. Here we go. At number 12, Miss Independent, Kelly Clarkson. There we go. There she is. At number 13, Fly Without Wings, Ruben Stuttered. Go. Ruben's all three on? of them. All there three of them. Clay Aiken, Kelly Clarkson, Ruben Stuttered, all on the charts in the top 15. Good for them. At number 20, Rock Your Body, Justin Timberlake. So this is when he was hitting that big hits with yeah. his solo shit. Big hits. Doing it. At number 30, last one I got here. 
just because I love how long it is to say who's in this track. Oh, no. It is Get Low by Low John and East Side Boys featuring the Yin Yang Twins. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> such a mouthful. It's that such is. a mouthful. Low John and East Side Boys featuring the Yin Yang Twins. Wow. From the windows yeah. of the wall, Scott. From the windows to the wall. Skate, 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 skate. Well, I know what I'm cutting out later. Um, <laughs> so, Scott, that's all I got for the record. Throwdown's yeah. Haymaker, 14 yeah. tracks, 57 minutes, 55 seconds. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Track one. Track one. Intro. In parentheses, never back down. <laughs> yes. Pretty much what I expected going into a Throwdown record. A little more on the hardcore side of things than I remember them being, but still kind of showing where they went on later records. Uh, a little more hate breed, a little less Pantera. I, I could have brought this up earlier, but because you brought it up organically, they did tour this record with Hatebreed. Oh, fantastic. Because it sounds like it. Would have been a show. I don't know that I could handle that show. I would have had broken ribs. <laughs> yeah, I I went to a monster rock star festival and caught mm-hmm. Hatebreed and was up against the guardrail. And man, could I not breathe properly for like a week afterwards. I saw them at OzFest 08. Yeah. And it was wild. (laughs) Yeah. My other friends that I went there with hung back about halfway in the crowd. They made the smart decision. (laughs) I was dying. At that point, I'd have been in the pit without a doubt. Dying, bro. So moving on to track two. Walk away. Love the transition into this song from the last one. It was seamless. Like, I didn't even think that the track switched over. Mm-hmm. I really like the vocal transitions in this song. Very Pantera vibes lyrically. Uh, I'm having a more difficult time getting into this, I think, because I'm not really all that angry right now. Okay. Interesting. I wanted to talk about some of that. Let's do that then. Because they're uh, the bro culture. Yeah. Is in this record. Yeah. That that vibe is in this record. Heavy. But realistically, a lot of these tracks are positive tracks. I 100%, uh, not 100%, I mostly agree. There is a healthy dose of community, which will come up in other songs that we talk about, like having each other's backs. There's a healthy dose of that in this record. There is also a healthy dose of, Fuck you a whole lot. <laughs> but that's kind of the whole vibe. I guess I should have said this up front. At this point, I think they may still be, but definitely at this point, Throwdown's a straight edge band. Like they're all. Uh, that'll come up later. Yeah. It'll definitely come up in the straight edge anthem forever, without a doubt. But we're not there yet. Yeah. I think when I hear that bro culture, like with the Amir, I give it passes because it started. I got into that bro like got culture sound here. with here when it was right. positive aimed. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't feel negative listening to it because i have it positively in my head like almost nostalgically yeah i totally get that definitely anger though i on the other hand definitely anger never got into like the bro scene yeah i I, so i'm going i'm going the opposite way from you i'm going from immure bro culture yeah into throwdown bro culture uh because in on their later records they didn't really have that vibe no they were a different band. They're not the yeah. same members, Scott. <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah, yeah, they sound like completely different bands. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. they should have just had a, it should have just been a different band. Like Venom it and Tears really should have been a different band. 
they it should have been the name of the band. Venom and Tears. Yeah, it yeah. definitely should have been. And even if you want to go one step farther, call yourself Deathless. And there you go. Yeah. You're good to yeah. go. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the anger will come out, but then I'll almost be turned around with positivity with the anger. And I feel like if there's a vibe that kind of describes me and described me for many years, it right. was anger turned to positivity. Like that's gotcha. just what I that for many, many years I would preach PMA like that was the goddamn religion yeah. of everything. Yeah. And it's like, come on guys. When I hear people doing it now that are older than like 30, I'm just like you you know that that's not that's just a fucking right. band-aid, right? Like you can be positive, but you can't always revert to that. Like you have to feel. You can't just be positive all the time. Yeah. You am I correct in saying you haven't listened to H2O? I've listened to a bunch of songs. I don't know if I listened to a full, full record. I'd have to look. Okay. But I know that he was the inventor of the PMA shit. I know that. I mean, it was a culture, but I think he yeah, was one yeah. of the big proponents of it. He was, yes, he's definitely, yeah, Toby Morris, the singer from H2O, definitely huge on PMA. And that's where I got my start in positive mental attitude in hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Which, when you told me Throwdown was from Orange County, was weird to me because H2O is from New York. They're a New York hardcore band. Yeah. Opposite side. Yeah. Opposite side. Yeah, which is wild. But I, I, I imagine 18 Visions is probably an established act. 18 Visions probably played with H2O. I, I it just, I, I have no basis for that. I'm just I throwing it out. Know. I was into H2O in like 97. Yeah. I mean, I had, I've loved that band since then. 18 Visions formed in 95. Okay. And they broke up in 97 or in 07. Mm. And then they reformed in 2017. Okay. But yeah, so the, essentially they could have been they they could have toured with H2O or at least played some shows with them. They could have. Uh, I think H2O like I got into them in 97. They yeah. were a band well before that in New York doing doing a bunch of hardcore stuff with like Madball. Yeah, Madball's an old old like feels like an old ass hardcore band too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next track. We got a sure. basis of positivity set in here. We're on track 3 now. So track yeah. 3, nothing left featuring Oh, we were we were talking about Pits earlier. Probably one of the most unsafe I've ever felt in the pit at any show I've ever been to. Featuring Scott Vogel of Terror. Oh. <laughs> oh, that dude. Yeah. Got it. Goddamn, that vocal at the beginning is crazy long. It's just... Yeah. Like, I, I can't imagine being able to hold that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I think this track could have benefited from some heavy gang vocals, though. Okay. There is one section, I think it's even the chorus, that is just the one dude vocalizing Mm -hmm. that I think it really could have... Like, there's gang vocals later on in this record. Oh, yeah. Did they not see it in this track? Like, it would have been fantastic if they threw, like, four or five more dudes on the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, they were too busy trying to see over the amps, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Little dudes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) at this point, though, I don't know. They could have all been 6'5 by this pan. I don't know. (laughs) They all changed over. (laughs) Yeah. Moving on to track four, You Can't Kill Integrity. These transitions from track to track are fantastic. They're like almost every single one is almost seamless. And did I just get called son again on this track? What's the line? You might have. Yeah, I did. (laughs) <laughs> I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, this might start to become a problem with oh, me. Boy. Oh, boy. 
but it's like they're still spinning it positively you know like it's not aimed at you you're part see you're you're taking you i feel like you took this i'm not gonna say the whole record you took this track as if it was attacking you but it's supposed to be you're a part of it It and like a joke it was just a joke I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get it down here. I know, I know you I know you don't even want the word to pop up unless you're talking about a child. I understand. One hundred percent. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to rationalize this. This is what happened. You you took this you took this track as you were the villain. Yeah. You were the one standing there with a coors light in your hand, ready to get fucking crowd killed. <laughs> right. And that is not what was happening. You're supposed to be a part of them behind them, but they saw you with that coors light and they said, oh, "That's it now." Oh, son. <laughs> the line you failed me you failed us all is one of the worst things from one of my worst nightmares that i can think of just being told that is uh is it haunts me oh yeah that'd be wild yeah, yeah that, that's that'd be one of the worst yeah, yeah it's it, it is the worst yeah now granted i did take a lot of this record at the time not now yeah. i'm not talking about it. i still love this record a lot of it's sure. nostalgia based but it's still heavy as fuck i still love this record yeah oh yeah it's that's one thing you could say about this record for sure it's it's yeah. a heavy record and it's meant to be yes it's yeah. yeah they they succeed in what they're trying to do oh for sure but they do have that aspect of not just bro culture of straight edge culture where that comes heavy a little bit later like there's different kinds of straight edge culture like yeah. there's the worst straight edge positive there's the worst straight edge positive but you're a fucking piece of shit if you're not that's that's where we're at <laughs> and that's that's what this record does and i was straight edge for 12 years no <laughs> Until i'm you were 12 <laughs> yeah no, i mean what do we consider straight because i definitely drank the first time when i was like 12 yeah so did i and then I did a bunch of other stuff in there. But then I, I, I went straight edge at 16. Gotcha. And I was straight edge for 12 or so years, I think. 12, okay. 12 or so years. And I, w- I, I would like, I'd rep it. I'd be like, you yeah, know, I'm straight edge, man. Like, that's just who I was. I lived it. But I was Walking never around down. With on your hands. I definitely had X's on my hands yeah, at certain yeah. points. Yeah. But I never would talk down to somebody because they weren't. Like, that's just, it didn't seem conducive yeah. to the ideology to me like why yeah. would I... that's that's part of the issue i have with this record a little bit yeah is because like the straight edge culture is supposed to be a positive uplifting community type thing yeah but you throw a lot of negativity in some of these songs well because there was that it's almost like the militant straight edge that's style. yeah that's the that's the bro part coming out yeah like you like i'm right if you even touch it, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Like, what yeah. are we doing? If you go back and look, it probably is a reaction to what's going on in the scene initially. Like, whenever that militant straight edge style started, it was probably when everybody was sniffing glue, when everybody was just fucking falling asleep on stage and shit. Yeah. And it's probably a reaction to that, but it didn't need to continue. <laughs> Did you ever listen to the band Judge? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, what was, the, same... what was the big swing low? Sw- something like that? Swing? I can't remember. Or something. Yeah. But no, I, I got. But they're I got in the same the vein. Yeah. yeah, the same vein as Throwdown here. Yeah. Judge Judge to me was hate breed, militant straight edge hate breed is what Judge yeah, was. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. The guitar work in the background right before the breakdown on this is really, really nice. Yeah. You can't tell me that's all there is to say in a song. But then immediately follow it up with, but I've got one thing left to say. Yep. You already said what you wanted to say. It was the last thing you wanted to say. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it a couple times too. Yeah. 
And that's all. And that's all there is to say. But hold on. But hold on. I got one last thing to say before I listen to Throwdown. This track was on a compilation I heard. Okay. I don't remember what it was, but I was fucking into it. Yeah. I was into this track. This one. This 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 was one that would have brought me here, mm-hmm. and then the next track is the one that would have kept me here. Gotcha. Yeah. This track five forever. The straight edge anthem. Getting heavy Amir vibes from the verses on this one. But then I get a very New York hardcore vibe from the chorus and bridge with a sense of community. Kind of weird. And then I have here, oh, they're straight edge. That feels right now. In the third, is it the second or third break? Because the chorus of this is essentially a It was towards the end of the- It's the the last one. Yeah. Yeah. And he yells, they yell straight fucking edge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. That's where we're at. Which then brought on the whole judge thing. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Did any of the prior tracks to this one, did you hear them differently after you knew the after, straight edge? Yes. Shit? After it. Okay. Yeah. Then I went, like, I'm, my listens later on in the week, I was like, yeah, I feel this different now. Yeah. So I was straight edge for a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to say super long. There was no way 12 years was happening. But on my 21st birthday, I was straight edge. I didn't drink. Uh, a bunch of my buddy, my buddies were like, Oh, let's go to a show. And then you can, we'll buy you your first beer. And I was like, I already had my first beer when I was like 12. So (laughs) a little late on that one, buddy, but, uh, no, I'm good. Still went to the show. Still had a great time. Just didn't drink. Um, but I have since uh, probably my 22nd birthday and that Uh, heroin habit. You're still trying to kick. I am trying to kick it. You just love grunge so much. You couldn't stay away from the stuff. I got, I still, I still rock the flannels, <laughs> Just flannels and track marks, baby. Name your, name your autobiography. Oh God. <laughs> or your next album. Yeah, right. Flannels and track marks. How I lost 45 pounds the grunge way. Wow. You could probably make money on that. Yeah. You could probably sell that and make money hundred percent. So moving on to the next track. Yeah. Hopeless. Moving on to the next track. Hopeless. Yep. I'm not one to shy away from curse words. Obviously. But when you use them so freely and so often, they lose their meaning and power. There is nothing but curse words on every single line of this song. So what you're saying is, you and the boy, <laughs> you and the boy didn't sit down and listen to this together? No, not at all. There's positivity uh, on here. You could get something out of this. I agree. And I don't have problems with him listening to, to stuff with curse words or watching movies. It's just <laughs> like... You do it so much, I just become disinterested. Yeah. Curse words are curse words because they hold a certain amount of power in them. Mm-hmm. Like people are either really disgusted by them or, you know, get empowered by them. But when you follow them up with each other in the same line and then repeat that line and then repeat it again, it's just like, okay, bro, <laughs> like expand the vocabulary. No, man, can't can't expand any more than five, eight. You know that <laughs> I did like the live sound check bit at the end of this track, though. I do really like the excerpts from like shows that they have throughout. This I, I loved the intro, like yeah. how it sounds super gritty, but then it's it breaks into their the sound of the record. Yeah, I love that. I love stuff like that. And I mean, the record is gritty. There's a lot of grit in this. thing. Oh, yeah. A lot of crunch, but like audio taped excerpts from sound checks sound a bit different yeah definitely yeah Yeah. so moving on to track seven declare your war 
This is full of contradictory lyrics. You can't be so community-oriented and staying gold while being this angry and screaming fuck you all the time. You can if every single person standing with you is, and I think that was a situation. It has to be. Like, this is... <laughs> I, like, I really realized it was straight edge in forever. Yeah. I still didn't realize it was the judge straight edge. The militant. Yeah. Yeah. Until later on, and it was just like... Oh, we're these dudes. <laughs> yep. Got it. You could say some of these tracks are like the storming or the raising of the flag at Iwo Jima for a straight edge. <laughs> like they are just raising that flag saying, come on. Yeah. This is us now. This is this is what we are. Either you're here or we're going to kill you. Yeah. Either you're here or you're <laughs> going to leave in pain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so moving on to track eight, False Idols. I really dig the groove of this track. There are some sick grooves in this record yes. period, but yeah, not too much to say about the song, but I love it. The little like inhale sound mm-hmm. like throughout. I love that. Yeah. Emily I think it adds to the that? power. It adds to the power. Yeah. It's like, get ready. Yes. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. I don't uh, think I don't... I, I don't think I would like that if like a singer songwriter was doing it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Probably not. You kind of need the backing of something heavy. Yeah. 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 To me, at least. I'm sure there's sure. people that like those little things, but not in that thing for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And I, I love the hypnotize. <laughs> he enunciates every syllable and hypnotize. Yeah. Yep. Really funny. So moving on to track nine, Slip. I love the sentiment behind this song, but it went on a bit too long. If it had stopped at a minute 30, I would have loved it. There's like a pause there. Yeah, like it was like a minute 39 or something like that, because I had to go back and like because like I said, the transitions between songs have been like really pretty seamless on some of these. It feels like a set. It feels like they're just playing a set. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go back and see if the second part of this song was actually another song. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. It was the same track. But if they had stopped it at that 139, that would have been fantastic. Not because of the shortness. Yeah. But I felt like that was like a super strong, great 130. Yeah. As opposed to a mediocre three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I think I heard this one on a compilation at some point, too. I don't really remember where, but I feel like this is another one that was on a compilation. Yeah. I feel like the second half of this song repeated itself a lot, too. Yeah. That's just for the pit, man. You gotta, Yo, you sometimes, no, I, sometimes you got to throw out one for the bros, you know? I do. Oh, yeah. That's this whole record. <laughs> Throwing it out for the bros. Moving on to track 10, Hate for the Week. Quite possibly has the best chorus on the whole album. It's original, too. Like, it's not just a standard hardcore gang vocal scream arrangement. Like, the way that the lyrics are written sounds unique for not only this genre, but for for the the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it totally does. But the fuck that shit open this pit up on a studio recording. Yeah. Is a weird move. See, I'll tell you. Yeah. No, see, it is. I'll agree. Yeah. But like, it was, but it was perfect out. placement in the song. I'll give it to you. Yeah. No, you, you don't give me that. You hear sure. me out for a second here. Yeah. Yes, it's weird on the record. Yeah. But if it's on the record, everybody who listens to the record knows it's there. I, and when I get that it. song hits. I, okay, I saw Throwdown at Warp Tour. Sure. I, it was right after Venom and Tears came out because I have, 
the Venom and Tears poster signed by them. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because none of them are priced on the band anymore. Right, but yeah, nobody. <laughs> they're probably not on this record. I was I was so <laughs> torn to go see them because I I didn't really like Venom and Tears. Yeah. And I was worried. I was like, it's a Warped Tour set. It's going to be 20 minutes max. Super short. Are they going to play shit I want to hear? Yeah. I ended up going. They opened with Forever, I think. I think they closed with Hate for the Week. Oh, wow. I fucking loved it. It's exactly what I needed. And the fuck this shit open the pit up part. Yeah. Everybody there in that pit knew it was happening. And it got dirty and wild. Yeah. I, Big and, fan. Like, I get it. It's just a weird move. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I, if I was putting a record out. Yeah. I would put that shit all over it. I would be doing fucking <laughs> crowd call outs and like all kind of shit. All right. I want the right side of the room all the way to the right. I want the left side of the room. On a studio recording. Circle pet. Circle pet. Circle pet. <laughs> Along with just continuous breakdowns. That's your yeah, record. That's it. That's Although it. if you have, if you have continuous breakdowns, circle pit's not going to be. No, fun. you're not getting it. No, I don't need it. <laughs> I told you about the 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 legendary mystery of the 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 triangle pit, didn't I? The triangle pit? Yes. Oh lord. I can't remember it, the band that I remember it being doesn't make sense. Yeah. But it's the only band I remember it being. Okay. Circus Survive. Oh. Was willing to pay money. Like they would challenge the crowd every show. To say, if you can do a triangle pit, we'll give each and every one of you $100. Wow. But it has to be like, boom, like three, three definitive corners. Like it needs to be three. And it, it can never be done. It's impossible. No, you can't, you can't do, do that in a crowd like that. You would need a militant straight edge people to fucking be <laughs> it doing would, it. It would have to be thrown down. It would have to be in a throw down show. Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember that happening. And I saw Circus Survive once. And I don't remember if they did it or not. But I remember that whole rumor that. You know, oh, if you could do that. it, if you could do it, do it. And it's just so weird to me because that's a weird band to do it. Yeah, I just couldn't see it. Like, I don't see Circus Survive with a pit at all. Yeah, I think there is some earlier Circus Survive that I think is a little heavier, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not all blue sky noise or whatever that one is. Or uh, what's the one? With the, there's one with a hot air balloon on it on letting yeah. go. I think it's called. I don't know. But it was weird. Okay, I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> hey for the week. Love it. It was that that straight edge militant yeah. type track. Yeah. But so, best chorus on the record, in my opinion. Moving on to track 11, the only thing featuring. Okay, here we go. Another feature. Did you, did you happen to hear it? Did you catch it? I featuring? heard different voices. I don't know who it was, though. Like this and the one that had Terror, the guy from Terror. Scott Vogel. Yeah. Yeah. I heard the different voice on that, but I didn't. Like, I just assumed it was like a guitarist or something. Well, I know for a fact you've heard this guy's voice before. Oh, okay. Because this is Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory. Wow, okay. Actually, you know what's really funny? You know Shai Halud? I didn't know he was part of Shai Halud until he was, I he did this. He was the vocalist this. for Shai Halud when he was like 14 or something. Yeah, I didn't know until yeah. this. I didn't know yeah. until doing this research. Oh, that you I did it. Okay. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I fucked with Shai Halud pretty hard for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and then he went on to be the guitarist for Newfound Glory. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. Qu- pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. So, but he's on this track. The only thing. Okay. Uh, nothing much to say about the track except I really dig the transition into the next one. Track twelve stepped up. <laughs> uh, the repeat bug really hit hard on this one. 
Mm-hmm. Musically, it's good, but not really different enough from the other songs to stick out at all. Okay. Track 13, Face the Mirror. Yeah, you can tell by the end of this record, I was kind of getting like, I get the point. I think they were too. Yeah. I, I feel like you stopped this record at Hey for the Week and you got a great record. Yeah, I think so too. Don't get me wrong. I like Step It Up. I like Face the Mirror. Uh, yeah, Face the Mirror. He has another one of those really long vocals. Yeah. That is super impressive. I, I feel you stop at a 10 and this is a strong record. I really, really like Face the Mirror though. <laughs> is that what we're on? We're past Step It Up, Face the Mirror, track Yeah, 13. we're on Face the Mirror, yeah. Uh, the drums are really killing it on Face the Mirror. It's a, it's a really good track. I think that if you cut out a few songs in the middle okay, and kind of bookend the record, because I really like Raise Your Fist too. Yeah, see, for me, I don't see a... For me, there's not a skip until maybe the only thing, man. I think you could skip the only thing. I think you could skip step it up. Really, if I'm being honest, I could skip hopeless. Yeah, hopeless is forgettable. I could I could yeah. give or take hopeless. So I think cut those three and you'd have a more solid record. Uh, moving on to the closer. Yeah. Track 14, raise your fist. I do like all of these live show clips again. Like yeah. it starts off with one. Uh, but it's really weird to do live show callouts on a studio record. Mm-hmm. The guitar sounds great in the background on this one, though. Well, the song Raise Your Fist ends at minute 320. It is followed by 12 minutes and 30 seconds of silence. And then after the silence begins a hidden dialogue. Did I miss the dialogue? I'm going to be honest with you, Scott. I feel like I missed it. Never heard that in my life. I have okay. no fucking clue. <laughs> it says track 14 is 19 minutes. I don't think it is. I, I, I was going to say, I don't recall a hidden dialogue I don't, at all. I don't think the hidden track is on this. Like, I don't think the hidden Maybe dialogue is... Maybe it's not on is... the Amazon version of it. Scott, I own this on vinyl. It's not oh, on shit. there. Okay. I downloaded this many times as a child. Child? I don't know if child's right. As a teen, it's not on it. I, I swear to you, I've never yeah. heard that in my life. Raise your fist is three minutes, 11 seconds. Yeah, so they even say it's not even as long as it says on here. Yeah. Somebody's wrong. The Wikipedia sounds like it's wrong. It sounds like it's wrong. Maybe they got like the next record. I don't know. I've I don't never know, heard that's... that in my life, though. I've never, heard, I've never, I never heard somebody say it was there. I've never heard I was it myself. Say, I would have wrote down something about it, I'm sure, but I didn't hear it. Yeah, you love that shit. Yeah, I do. You'd have been all about give me 12 it. Twelve minutes of silence to give yeah. me something else. Even if it was garbage, you'd have been in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have stuff. no idea. I don't understand. So this record is not 57 minutes and 55 seconds. No, I this was going to say that, is, that time seemed wrong. Takes 17 minutes off that. It's like 40 minutes. It's like a 40 Yeah, I was going to say it's like 40. Yeah. Yeah. Which is solid. But again, you cut three of those tracks. You got a nice tight record there. Uh, yeah. So speaking of what we're going to cut, what are your top three? What are the ones you're not going to cut? Uh, I would not cut Face the Mirror as my number three. Okay. I would not cut Raise Your Fist. As my number two. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and I would most definitely not cut False Idols, my number one. Okay. We're on three different wavelengths here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a top five. Oh, you're doing a me. Yep. Doing you. Um, yeah. I don't even Love know. Order. I don't need, I, I didn't put these in order before, but I'm going to put them in order now, I guess. Okay. Uh, actually, let's start with number one. Hate for the week, number one. Okay. And, and that toss up, that's a toss up between that and forever for number one, two, because I love both of sure. those tracks so much. So yeah. Hate for the week, forever, one, two. Let's put Slip 3, Declare Your War 4, mm-hmm. You Can't Kill Integrity 5. But You Can't Kill Integrity can also jump to 2 in certain days. <laughs> depending on the day. Yeah. Depending on the mood. Depending on if I'm angry. Because that is an angrier song. And, but, yeah. Oh, but again, yeah. it's angry, 
but it's still for positive. That, I think that's where when we run into some of that shit that seems super angry and mad, I don't see that because in yeah. my head, like you can't contact I'm super fucking mad, but you can't kill my integrity. Like I'm still going to be, a, I'm still going to be a good person. I'm still going to try right. to do my best. And, yeah. and some of that shit doesn't connect with me when it is just all negative because I still have my personal beliefs behind it yeah. as opposed to what is being presented. Right. They just went too too far for me onto the militant side. Yeah, because I've never been that. I've never been that dude. Yeah. Oh, like I've, I said, I've never I neither. Like when it, when I was in my straight edge stuff, it was H two O. Yeah. Which is more accepting of everybody. Yeah. Like, sure, I'm straight edge, but you do you. Let's and let's all do better. Yeah. Like that's what it felt like. Like let's just let's all do better. Yeah, I was never the oh you're not straight edge. I'm going to bust you in the face. I remember going to some shows being the type of straight edge that I was and mm-hmm. meeting people that were like that mad at me for not being like that. Yeah. That, and, that's, I, and I'm like, dog, weird we're move. like, we're in the same like situation. Like we're both, right. <laughs> yeah. we, we believe in the same things. What are you mad at me for? Yeah. Like, I, under- I didn't understand. And then there was that whole other, did you ever run into Straight edge meant you know, no drugs, no alcohol, or no sex without marriage. Yeah. Which was wild to me. Yeah. That was I, really. But then it was yeah. weird trying to explain it. Like, how do like people are like, oh, you're straight edge. And then like, does that mean you don't fuck? And I'm like, this is a weird conversation to have. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't come here with my exes on my hands to talk about my penis. Like, that's not at all. It's <laughs> not at all why I'm here at all for you. Right. Right. Why? Why? Why does that matter to you? (laughs) I didn't really have that experience. Okay. Uh, But I I knew that that experience was out there. Okay. And I was like, ooh, that's really that's a really weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. It definitely was. So Scott, throw down haymaker. Sure. Throne, own, phone, or grown. I'm gonna give this one a phone. Thrown it. That's I, yeah. I saw that comment based off your reaction up to now. Yeah, there's there's some really solid songs on here that I'll listen to again if I'm in the right mood. Okay, like I have to be in the right mood for it. Like I I'm not that angry. Yeah, I I did get that angry this week, so it hit a little different. But I'm also not that like I'm not that straight edge guy. Mm-hmm. Like when I was straight edge, I'm obviously not anymore. Yeah, I just saw. I just watched you tie off. I was gonna say you. I was, yeah. <laughs> Folks who are listening, I don't do drugs. <laughs> Please don't believe that's a thing. Well, I know it's getting cut out. <laughs> it's good enough, but it like it actually made me go back and listen to the other throwdown stuff that I yeah. previously listened to. I was like, ooh, I, I don't really know that I need throwdown in my life so much. Yeah, I like I said, I still love this record. It's it's probably a pure nostalgia, but the heaviness yeah. also gets me because this tra- this album's fucking heavy as fuck, man. Yeah, I just like. I couldn't thrown it because I love oh. other heavy stuff. I don't really need to own it because I can't really see myself spinning it. But I'll listen to a track here or there. Like, I'll listen to False Idols again, sir, I'm sure. You'll throw on Hate for the Week and point out to your <laughs> son how there's studio call-outs for a crowd. Fuck their shit. Get this big going. <laughs> you just push your son yeah. into the wall. <laughs> Oops. Boom. <laughs> Get the pit going. What are you doing? <laughs> Put actions on your hands now. <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> okay, so you t- you talked about being angry. One of the other records that I remember you mentioning anger a lot, and I I, f- I really feel like we might have to revisit this record, or you have to on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acacia Transcontinent. Okay, 
so like imagine me one twoing these two because at, at at a point these are my two favorite records scott those You're are my right. two favorite records. yeah yeah <laughs> uh you know what i think i can move past what happened that week yeah not move past it but i can at least feel it differently now that i i'm i can go back and listen to continent again Especially with having being experienced with a case of strain. I was going to say, now that I know that I really, really enjoy records from them, like later on, I really do. But that, like we said, that week was a different kind of circumstance and I was not in the headspace. So I I will say, though, go back and revisit that one on your own, but don't go back one more record because I think that one more record before that, it's coming your way at some point. Didn't Continent come after Wormwood? No, Continent's before Wormwood. Oh, it's before Wormwood. Okay, yeah. all right. And then one more before that is The Dead Walk. Do not listen to The Dead Walk. Okay, I won't do that. I will, yeah, I'll listen to everything past that because yeah. I already have. And then you can go listen. I mean, you can listen to their first record if you want when they have three guitarists and do wild shit, but... Okay, don't listen to Dead Walk, though. Don't listen to Dead Walk. Gotcha. So, Scott, yeah. Throwdown wasn't all you were listening to this week. If it was, oh. you may be in prison. <laughs> yes. So, what? Uh, what's your record of the week? Uh, my record of the week is from a band uh, called Dungeon Crawl. And if you know me, you know I'm a super nerd and play D&D. Mm-hmm. And when you mix D&D with some heavy metal, you get Dungeon Crawl and their record Roll for Your Life. Is it all D&D based too? Yes, 100%. <laughs> okay. And I love it. They're, so it's, uh, it's a concept record? No, no, no. They're a concept band. They are <laughs> yeah. Dungeons and Dragons based band kind of like you remember uh throne of iron that i told you about Uh, yes yes i do so kind of along the same lines but way more heavy okay like harsh vocals crazy guitar licks okay awesome something that brian pesane would absolutely love 100 (laughs) percent. dungeon crawl just put out a split with throne of iron oh wow uh not too long ago and that's how i came across these dudes yeah and yeah, great stuff. And the cover art for it is so awesome. It's like this, it's this I little like this. I, I, cart- this, I don't really like usually go out of my way to listen to your records because sometimes they f- sweep back around and you give them to yeah. me. This might be one. I, I, won't, I, I won't give it to you. But the cover art is great. It's this little like cartoon guy running away from a gelatinous cube. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm in. And it's, it's fantastic. I think I'm in. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I went to their band camp and ordered the vinyl and everything. Attaboy. Attaboy. Yep. Hey, as we know, this is the year hey. that I'm getting more. I'm trying to get more heavy stuff in my collection. So there you go. Maybe it there, becomes my there's way. number one. Yeah, there number is. one. Uh, so, yeah, really love mm-hmm. it. If the, if you want to do anything to make me happy, mix metal and D&D and I'll financially support it. Scott's ready to empty his bank. <laughs> my my record of the week throwback here. There's very few records that are 10 records to me. There's very oh, it's a 10. I mean, I guess I say that about a bunch of records, so maybe it's not that few that are well, 10s. In the, in the spectrum of records. Yeah. And it, honestly, this one I have to fight with myself on because there, there might be some fat. Like, I feel like I could, I Ooh, could cut a little it. Bit. But the beginning is so strong that I have to, I have to give it a 10 because I, I, I don't dislike those last tracks, but the beginning is so strong. It is a static lullaby, self-titled a static lullaby. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a real, real good one. That's the black and white cover with the red lettering, right? Yeah. That's a great record. I went back and listened to it this week, and holy fuck, I still love this record. It's so good. It it changed the way I I listened to music at the time. Like it, It really made me go, oh, yeah, clean vocals can be great. 
I love it. Collisions on there. Contagious is on there. Art of Sharing Lovers. Trigger Happy Tarantula. Hang them high. Like it just hit after hit after hit. Yeah, the, it was the, the last couple tracks. It's kind of like, well, do we need this? But I think it's so strong know. up front that I'll take whatever you give me after it. Yeah, it was. It's fantastic record. I love that record. And it may be the first time I ever listened to it. I, I used to listen to it through and through the whole way, but it might be the first time I've listened to it as a full album person. I haven't listened. I haven't listened to it in a while. Where like I'm genuinely sitting down and like, like noting, absorbing it, noting even the like the the ring outs at the end of tracks. Like I'm noting okay. every yeah. single piece of it, and it's sure. it's still it's great, man. It's a ten in my book. I love that record so much. Yeah, I need to re-listen to it after you talking about it, but I remember listening to it and really loving it. I, I do love it. I wish Static Lullaby, Static Lullaby is one of those bands that I wish they had more records so we could fucking draft them, but they have three records. Yeah, they don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah, three records. I think I listened to the one before that, too. I don't know that I listened to the third one. Third one's Rattlesnake. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I've listened to that one. It's fine. It's not okay. this. It's not self-titled, but it's fine. Yeah. All right. So, Scott, I'll just let you tell me what we're listening to for next week. Yeah. So, next week is actually Lucas's birthday week. Oh, this is his record. And he requested another record because we did it for him last year. Yes. And now he thinks it's an annual thing. It can be, but I just hope <laughs> that I don't shit on it the way I did last last year's. Oh, he's prepared for it. Well, well last year's was that counting on cars? No, 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 no. no. Last year's was Weezer. We- Van it. Weezer. Oh, I yeah. love Van Weezer. So yeah, no, give me one yeah. that that yeah. I hope it's still in that realm, but it sounds oh. like it might not be. <laughs> sounds like he's scared. He's just ready. Okay. He's ready. Okay. Uh, well, if, week- if it means anything. Like there is positive, I have positive feelings about the last one, so I have a there little more hope coming into keep, this. Keep that in mind. Okay, uh, you'll oh, you'll know the band by at least one song. Okay, but you're gonna listen to Goldfinger's record, "The Knife." Is that the new one? It is not the newest one. It's from 2017. Does it have a skeleton on it? Yes, it has two skeletons on the cover. I think it's a boy skeleton and a girl skeleton. The guy has roses behind his back or something like that. I, I may have listened to this in 2017. Okay. But I don't remember it at all. And like that was before I was even rating things. So I can't go back and even see what I did. I get rating. So if you haven't listened to it, it's new. If you have listened to it, it's new all over again. It, it'll be new either way because I don't even recognize any of these songs. Okay. Well, he wants us to do this one for his birthday. And being the accommodating, loving father I am. Well, yeah. I mean, you're ignoring him. The other, we do this for an hour. So the other 23 hours a day, you're ignoring him and drinking Budweiser's and pounding junk. So you have to, <laughs> you have to at some point bring him into your life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not my life, people. Again, it's getting cut out. You can try to, you can try to say that. Yeah. I'll include that. I'll include. I'll include you saying that's not your life. Twenty minutes after Afterwards, the show ends, yeah. like there'll be a bonus track of you just saying, "I don't do drugs. <laughs> that's not my life." Uh, well, follow us on Twitter at AOLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.podgmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at AOLPod. Join the Facebook group of Blinkle Media Show Notes. Listen to all the Georgia Media podcasts. Scott, thank you for the friendship. Thank you for the episode. Thank, thank you for the you, podcast. Brother. Thank you so much. Next week, Goldfinger's the knife. Yep. Are you listening? Are you listening? Here's to the night we felt alive. And then I threw on the darkness and I was like, this is a great day. I didn't come here with my exes on my hands to talk about my penis.
Skeet, 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 skeet.